0: Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, your host, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Today, I wanna introduce you to Tim Story. He's an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach to the stars. He's inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes to executives around the globe. He's traveled to 75 countries and spoken to millions of people. He's been a featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Con, and many more events. He's authored multiple books, including Comeback and Beyond, which is available on Amazon. You can learn all about Tim at TimStory.com. Now, I met Tim Story in 1992 at Vanguard University in Southern California. He had just delivered an inspiring talk, and I was invited to a private meet and greet to hang and ask a few questions. Well, let's just say he doesn't exactly remember meeting me but I will never forget his powerful positive message so no matter what stage of life you're in you're going to be inspired today let's jump in to my conversation with Tim's story well Tim thanks so much for taking time to hang out with us today it is a privilege I'm excited to be on your podcast yeah well we could we could talk about a million different things but I know one of the things that I I really wanted to hone in on our conversation today was about this whole idea of turning a setback into a comeback. And that is a strong life message that you have been delivering around 75 countries around the world. It's just an amazing message. Why, why do you think setbacks come into our lives? I think what happens is that number one, you know, most people start
1: with momentum. Momentum is a force and energy. If you look at little kids, they usually live out loud. Uh, if you see kids at recess, it's loud. They're in the classroom, the teacher's going, shush, quiet, because they're living out loud to their momentum. And then what happens to all of us, and I did say all of us, is life interruptions. A life interruption could be your parents get divorced. A life interruption could be an illness. A life interruption could be uh, someone was molested. So various life interruptions come at different times of our lives. Here's what's interesting, David. Most people do not know how to handle a life interruption because an interruption is is unexpected. I didn't expect you, Mr. Interruption. You now come into my life, and now I have an interruption that has created some form of a setback.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you're talking about things that kind of almost happened to us, but what's interesting is it seems like some setbacks are uh, motivated by things that we do, actually, sometimes would you say that's the case, or what are some some of those examples of that? One hundred percent. I say in my book, "Comeback and Beyond," that
1: setbacks happen for three reasons. One is the miscellaneous department; <laughs> we have no idea, and it really sucks because I wish life was black and white, but it's not. It's gray. Uh, I wish that uh, you know bad accidents did not happen to people when they're just trying to go to a joyful place as far as car accidents, and it just happens. So number one is the miscellaneous department. Number two is that we make bad choices. And so uh, setbacks in my life, some are miscellaneous, some are bad choices that I made. And um, so my choice created the challenge. And then the third reason I think that people have setbacks is because of people that they have in their lives that create a setback for them so that's why that's so important so you could be the right person with the right plan but be with the wrong people they can create a setback for you a lot of the listeners that's what they're facing today
0: Mm -hmm. okay so miscellaneous kind of just coming out of the universe some things that we then cause and then the third was people in our lives bring upon us their choices yeah yeah 100%. Okay. Now, what are some of the unhelpful ways that people, um, including myself, I don't want to put myself outside of this category, often respond to setbacks? What are some of the ways that we go, ah, that was not, that was wise, that wasn't healthy? Well, one of the things that I think when people have a
1: setback, so set means to fix, to solidify in a spot. So it's a set backwards, a setback, is that one of the mistakes that people do. Is they try to go back and fix everything, mm. and I said on Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday that a a, a a comeback is not a go back. And David, don't we both wish you can go back and just fix everything, right? Sure. And but see, one of the mistakes we do is we try to go back and try to to fix it all, and then another thing people do is they just get paralyzed in their past and they continually talk about what happened and how things were and they get paralyzed in their past no doubt about it
0: Mm -hmm. so if if I experience a setback whether it's miscellaneous something I do something somebody else does uh, comes upon me what's the first thing that you would Uh, encourage me to do. I know you coach lots of people. You're coached to lots of people that we would even know by name. Yes. How, how do you, how do you coach those individuals? The very first thing that they need to do when they have a setback, I was just even seeing, uh, you know, just even this week, um, Chris Brown was in the, you know, news, had some challenges. That's a setback. What, you know, who knows truth, whatever happens. But if you were talking to Chris Brown, you know, in the midst of a setback, what's the first thing you want to do? And I have talked to Chris Brown before. And so the first thing you have to do
1: is you have to become awake because a lot of times we have setbacks that we create because we're in some form of a fog, Mm -hmm. a bad relationship can, can create a fog. Um, Maybe your son or daughter's having challenges that could create a fog, not enjoying your job can create a fog. And so when I say fog, F-O-G, you now need to become awake, okay? So when you become awake, the second thing you need to do is become now aware. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need to become awake. Number two, I need to become aware. Like, what the heck is really going on? So awake, aware. The third thing is then now I got to take inventory, okay? Where am I? How the heck did I get here? And how do I get
0: out?
1: Uh So I've worked with Charlie Sheen since probably late 90s. And he seems to like to create those situations for himself. And he's a great friend. And he even calls my mother to check up on her. He's a really nice man, actually. And so, you know, even for a Charlie or anybody else, we have to first become awake, secondly aware, thirdly take inventory. Where am I? How did I get here? That inventory
0: thing is powerful, don't you think, David? Yeah, absolutely. so awake, so I, I have made some mistakes in my past, and you know what's interesting is in the in, in the midst of the setback, i I, I think back to um, uh, in the midst of that fog, wanting to blame others, Yeah. Right? so course. there's a sense of wanting to blame, and yeah. that uh, sometimes it really requires us to hit. A, a bottom in order to be awoken. You yes. Know, do we have to lose something almost in order to be, you know, woken up. And then the awareness, how would you define that awareness? Like, what, what do you mean by aware?
1: Where to, to, to be aware is to be, um, clear minded about the reality of the circumstances that you're in. The fog is lifted. The fog is lifted, and now you're clear minded, and you move into this amazing place called clarity okay. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, this world will hit you so hard it creates a fog in your mind where even if you're awake doesn't mean you're aware
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you you could you could be awake, but you know some people say, oh, okay, I'm awake, but I haven't had my first cup of coffee, yeah, yeah, so becoming Aware is like having your first cup of coffee
0: and now the cloud, the clouds out of your mind. (laughs) Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. So inventory, taking an inventory. um, I remember at one point, this is about 11 years ago, lowest point of my life. Um, I had, uh, really bottomed out myself. I was a workaholic and now I'm not, thank God I've worked through a lot of those issues. And, um, I remember taking a giant sheet of paper, you know, those huge post-it notes and I drew a, a line down the center and on the left side, I said, old life. And on the right side, I wrote new life. And I wrote all these things on the left side that would have contextualized my life prior to being awoken. And then on the right side, I wrote all the things that I wanted. I hadn't experienced them yet, but I wrote them all on the right-hand side. But like, that, for me, that was one way to take inventory. How do you encourage people to take inventory? Well, to, uh, number one, I like the way you did it. And it reminds
1: me of when I used to work at Miller's Outpost when I was 16 and a half. Oh, I haven't heard those words in a long time. That was back in the day. You had to be back in the day to understand Miller's Outpost. But that was a great job. The gene wall. A lot of yes. genes. and plus I got to work with like 90% women. That was great. The whole whole staff was like uh, all women. And then we had like two guys, (laughs) me and a blonde guy. (laughs) So we had to take inventory. And so um, like, I would say probably once a month, we'd have to go through the store and take inventory, which was very tedious. Mm -hmm. So inventory of your own life can become very tedious. And you, that's why some people don't like to take inventory and get realistic. So when I'm life coaching people, I go through the different categories of their life. Their physical life, okay? Okay. Mental, which is the clarity of the mind. Their job, their family, their spiritual life, their social life. You know, when you have a setback, most times it hits all those areas of your life. Right. Man, because it could be a problem with your job, but it could hit you physically Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're holistic. It's your mind. Your family can hit the whole thing. So taking inventory is tedious, but you got to do it. Because now we, we know what we're dealing with, and then we can find ways to go forward. So awake, aware, take inventory. The fourth one, David, is you got to, again, find the right partners. Hmm. Okay? Whether a sobriety coach for some or a life coach or a pastor or a rabbi, or a priest, or some form of a mentor—you've got to find the right partners in your life. And I think that's one thing David Trotter is doing on this podcast: is that you know you are mentoring people. You got a a lifelong uh, uh, experience in of mentoring people and training people. I think a lot of this podcast is about that. So you got to have the right partners in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard you recently say that for those, uh, partners to be right. They need to have, uh, uh, the right or, or the same mindset and motives that you have. Wow. You, you, you have studied me. So how would you describe those? Like if I'm looking for partners, if, I, if I've had a challenge in life, and this is true, whether you've had a setback or not, you know what I mean? If you're looking to take a next step in your life, you're looking for good people to be around you. What are you looking for in their mindset and motives? Okay, so there are three categories of, of partners in our life. Number one is usually like,
1: hey, how are you doing? Okay. Two is somebody that is a little closer to you that, David, maybe you'll go to a Dodger game with, that kind of person. So it's a, a number two friend. You'll share some of your secrets and intimacies and things about your life. Okay. The third level of partnership is that really deep level of partnership that most people don't really have in their lives, okay? Mm. So I always say to people, do not share your problems with level one people. (laughs) Mm. And do not even share your problems with level two people. You need to find some
0: level three people who have similar mindset and a similar motive. What happens if I share, you know, some of my weaknesses with one and two level people? What happens is most times they do not understand you
1: because their mindset is different than your mindset. Uh And so the people that we're usually drawn to are the people in that third level that have similar mindsets, similar motives. And uh, very, very, very important. And so um, you can really lose time, lose energy, and even lose your way by sharing your problems with level one, level two people. And most people do that, and I'm going to use a term from the old days because they're handy. They're handy. Hmm. They're right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody, so somebody, at the job, and you and you're discussing your relationship with a man, and because the guy, the, because the lady there is handy, proximity, proximity. We got to wait.
0: Yeah, we got to wait. So, uh, what if? Uh, you know, I start thinking about mindset and motives and the fact that sometimes I, if I've had a setback, I recognize that my mindset and motives may not be where I want them to be. So I actually start looking for someone who has the mindset and motives that I want to develop in my life.
1: 100% David. And here's the great thing about life today. that was not the same as when I grew up in the 60s and 70s is that we have access to things like TED Talks. hmm mastermind classes, okay, podcasts like yours, it is a different day. So I could pickpocket Richard Branson today and take a bunch of his great ideas without even knowing Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. So we have access to things that we've never had access to. So 100%, it's not always talking to somebody, but it's maybe reading a Brene
0: Brown book
1: on Daring
0: Bravely hmm So, uh, I've had a setback. I've had, uh, a divorce, uh, a, uh, breakup with a partner, a, um, financial issue. I've, uh, maybe gotten a DUI. I've had a loss, a death in the family, whatever it is. I've had this setback. Um, I gotta become awake. I gotta become aware. I gotta take inventory. I've got to now look for partners. What are, what are, what's the, why would I need other people? Like, what's the point of that? Why can't I just go alone and do it myself? Okay,
1: so you need other people because they're going to have a different vantage point uh, that's different than the dilemma that you are currently facing, okay? So let's say a Chris Brown who's in trouble over in Paris right now. So if I came into his life, I I would come at his life from a different vantage point. Number one, I'm older, I'm seasoned, and I'm not... Walking out his lifestyle. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: number one, the vantage point can really be amazing, right? They see things from a different point of view. Like let's say if me and you went to a a Laker game, and let's say you knew Jeannie Bus, but I don't. So you're sitting on the floor, and but I don't know Jeannie Bus, so I'm on the the
0: highest seat at the Staples Center. <laughs> Well, we game, we went, if we went to if we went together, I'd hope we'd be sitting together. No, so. but I'm just <laughs> saying for this, for this illustration, David. Sure, sure. So you're on the floor because you know Jeannie Bus,
1: but I don't. So I'm way up there. So the way you see the game and I see the game are what?
0: Totally different. Yeah.
1: Totally different. Yeah. So you need some people in your lives that see it different. And then I also am looking for people that have experience in going through the dilemma that I am con- uh, currently going through. Okay. How powerful is that? Sure, if sure. I'm going through a divorce, give me somebody that understands going through a divorce
0: mm-hmm.
1: or going through that type of pain.
0: Right. Yes. So I need to look for somebody who's maybe been through what I've gone through, but also maybe somebody different who is where I want to go.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You, you, you are looking for somebody that's had the experience of going through the pain, or somebody that just is
0: living a healthy life that you aspire to live. Right. All right. So Chris Brown, I, I know you're probably, you know, one of our early listeners to launch yourself today. So of course. Feel, free, feel free to reach out. We'll, we'll connect you with Tim. Uh, yes. He's and you, hey, listen, David, it's, it's surprising who watches us all and listens to us. It's mind boggling sometimes. All right. So uh, what would you say comes next as I'm finding those partners with the, the motives and the, Uh, mindset that I want to have.
1: Okay. So what happens is, is it now you got your team. Okay. So you create a team and now we're going to start pulling you out of your setback. Okay. But what you need to do is cooperate. And this is so powerful. Most people do not cooperate with their comeback. Ah. They're, they're, they're in the guilt, shame, regret, Anger, yeah, and then so they cement themselves in the setback position. Mm. So the comeback team is here. Here we are. Right. right. We're, we're 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 trying to pull you out. Yeah. Nah. I deserve this crap. Look what I did. Sure. Nah. If you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. That's why I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you gotta cooperate, dog, on it. And so the cool thing about um, like in the realm of God just for one moment is that the Bible says he does not treat you as your sins deserve. So a lot of people think they deserve something like I did this bad. I deserve it. So therefore my life should suck. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: age 41 to 91. Well, God does not treat you as your sins deserve for as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his love for those that fear him for he knows your frame. He knows your structure. He knows you suck in certain areas So, uh, you know, he can get you through it.
0: So would you say that there is the universe, divine God, cheering you on in your setback? Or is there a uh, propensity to know the universe is actually swaying the opposite direction, trying to hold you back? You know what I mean? Like, is the universe moving us in a particular direction or is it just flat, even, and it, and it's really up to you.
1: I think the universe is always moving you forward. Um, you're a parent. I'm a parent. My kids can get up into mischief if they do. I'm always trying to move them forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not trying to keep them in detention. Mm-hmm. I used to hate detention, man. Don't be putting Tim's story in detention. <laughs> I got a little bit of ADHD. <laughs> Some of you guys have been in detention. Get out of detention.
0: Yeah, so there's a natural movement forward. And so I hear that we uh, sometimes don't cooperate with that natural movement. We're not cooperating with the team that's cheering us on, and we submit ourselves in a setback. I love that. Man, there's guilt. There's shame. There's blame. There's anger. anger. We become a martyr in some ways. Yes, 100%. I deserve
1: this. This is why I gained 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. This is why I stay in this habit. This is why I now have 19 cats. <laughs> but if you have 19 cats and you rescued 17, I'm good
0: with you. But if you just got 19 cats, just because it's a lot of cats. <laughs> and uh, some people will say that um, we're getting a hit off of cementing ourselves in a setback. There's something that we are actually getting out of it mentally. Uh, the like well i don't have to work hard that's a fact because
1: i've been working with the best psychiatrists let's 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 get realistic here probably since i was 25 when i really started getting good at this comeback thing i've worked with the best psychiatrists great psychologists in the world i was just in marbella spain working with one of the best psychiatrists in the world uh and Talking about the way we're wired, yes, David. People are wired where they are okay in that setback because there's a, a feeling of poor me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and feeling sorry for themselves. And my kids never come and see me, or you know, you get my point. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a there's an energy that they get from it. But the thing that they're they're missing. They're missing what the universe is already doing. And the, you need to catch up with where the universe is already taking you. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Some of you need to press fast forward and catch up. It's
0: 2019. What role does goal setting or having a vision for the future impact that comeback? Everything. Because a promise brings hope and expectation.
1: When my father said to me when I was seven, Timmy, we're going to Disneyland on Saturday. I got free tickets from somebody at my job. Man, he should not have told me on Wednesday because Wednesday night I was bothering him. Thursday I was bothering him. Friday I was bothering him. A promise brings hope and expectation. Any client I deal with, I always try to help them see the freaking promise. There's a promise. Come on, guys. See it, believe it, expect it. It'll create hope and expectation in your life.
0: Before we continue the conversation, I wanna ask you for a quick favor. Will you subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on the iTunes podcast app on your phone? Now it's also available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you have to do is search for Inspiration Rising. Click subscribe, 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 subscribe. Why? Why? so you won't miss a single inspiring episode. We search for the most inspiring guests to help you rise up in your life, love, and leadership, and you don't wanna miss out. So subscribe, and then leave a quick review. Click some stars, preferably five, and leave a sentence telling me what you enjoyed the most. All right, let's jump back in to the conversation. Maybe I'm not in a setback, but I'm kind of on autopilot. I've just been kind of cruising along, whether I've been uh, I've been a stay at home mom for many years. I'm reentering. You know, I'm thinking about reentering the workforce or maybe I've I've been in a cubicle for quite a few years, but I'm kind of figuring out. Do I want to do something different? Um, and I, but I'm not sure. Right. I've got some fears. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I'm just not sure what that promise is. You know, I'm not sure what that plan is. Like, how do you coach people on how to determine what their thing is in life? What they want to do. It is easier than people make it. You know, I think some of the greatest
1: gems in life, some of the greatest blessings are right in front of us and we miss them. So what I teach in these seminars that I do all across the world is one way to find out what's next is observation and conversation. Observation and conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: See, I learned even by being at your house, because I was at your house watching a documentary that you did. It was so good. I, I learned that you like order. I saw that in your house. I learned that you like art. I learned that you're into your kids because I saw how you were responding to your children. So I learned these things about you. And just being around you in the, at that time, because we've been around each other other times. So I was with you at that point for about two and a half hours. And I remember driving away and I thought, wow, he's very structured. And a nice guy, but very structured. So that was my observation. Mm-hmm. So, so from my observation of your life, I could say, whoa, he's really good with his kids. I like the way he was talking to his kids. That's an observation, so that could help me want to say, I want to be that way with my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, David's into art. That could, that could make me go, I, I want to get into art like that. Or his house is super cool and very together. I want my house to be cool and, and together. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're changed and we find the comeback path through observation and conversation. Okay. And I've always said this, sometimes you're one conversation away from the breakthrough you've been waiting for.
0: Mm-hmm. One talk, mm-hmm. one conversation, yeah. can change your life. One conversation. This may be it. Yeah. Give me some examples of some inspiring comebacks that, you, that you're inspired by. Well, I think that um,
1: I'm obviously inspired by Robert Downey Jr. I serve on a board with him. We're doing something called ARC Arc. Um, helping to reform people that are in prison or come out of prison. And Robert's a great friend of mine. I mean, when you think about it, that he was, he had a problem with addiction, worked through the addiction problem over a long period of time it took him, uh, was able to uh, stop shaming himself, stop feeling guilty, and let the setback be the setback. And then get the right partners around him, which he did because I was around during that whole process. And then get a break of being Iron Man. And, and if you ever have him on your podcast, you'll know he didn't see Iron Man as being the giant breakthrough. He just saw it as being another part he would play.
0: Mm-hmm, the next step. And Yeah.
1: I mean, so now it, it turned him into this mega, mega star. Brings him over $50 million a year. It's a lot of money, David. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's a great example of a guy that was on the cover of Newsweek magazine, followed the principles of the comeback, and when LA Times interviewed him, he talked about me being his coach and the things that I told him about the the greater the setback, the greater the comeback. Mm. And he bought into it. So that's... the I think I'll leave with that one right there.
0: I think a lot of times in the midst of a setback, there's a, there can be embarrassment, whether it's something that's just uh, miscellaneous, like you said, or something happened to me or something that I caused. There can be an embarrassment. But what's interesting is we have so many examples, such as Robert Downey Jr., that if you just keep your head down and keep moving forward toward that comeback, people, people all of a sudden get really forgiving and for and forgetful forgiven
1: 100 percent. and something that to to add to those words that you just said that are really good so just a little addition is that um you know like you just said everybody's been through something so it's kind of like i suck now what so so people will say like You suck. Okay. So I suck. So you want to, what do you want me to do? Stay in my setback? (laughs) You want me to stay in detention forever? So like I deal with a lot of men that have done things they should not have done. And that's my thing to them. Okay. You suck. Now what? Now admit it that you blew it and deal with it. Right. And let's go. Right. But you might have a limp for a while. I'm not going to say you're not going to have a limp. You may have a scar. You may be tarnished in some people's eyes. But who cares? God's opinion of me makes man's opinion irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I'm not like on the uh, American Idol for Earth, meaning I'm not looking for everybody's
0: approval. And sure. I really mean that. There's no, call, the- there's no call in line to, uh, you know, tell, tell people what they think about you. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, so uh, what about your own life What what's an example of a setback that you've experienced at some point over your years and how are you able to turn that into a comeback i mean there's been there's
1: been a few but it'd be easy to say relationships because a couple of those didn't go the way i want them to hmm. but let's go to my brother's death i mean my brother died he's three years older than me He was a engineer at McDonnell Douglas, super smart guy. um, Excellent at things I was not excellent at. He was the guy that was watching my dad as he was fixing the car. So my brother was able to fix cars. He, he, one time when he was probably 17, he bought a Volkswagen, broke it all the way down, David, to where it was all on the floor just to build it back up just to see if he can do it.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: While adding better parts to it. Mm -hmm. At 17. And uh, he started with alcohol and stayed with alcohol. And alcohol became his destruction. He ended up passing away at an early age while he was an engineer for McDonnell Douglas. Man, that was hard to get through. That was hard to get through because I tried to throw him so many lifelines a lot of guilt. Here I am like the life coach to the stars and my own brother passes like right there next to me. So that was a, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. And uh, that probably realistically took me about 10 years to get through. So I had to play injured. (laughs) Mm. I had to keep speaking my comeback message while I was playing injured. Mm -hmm. But to all you listeners, man, sometimes you got to play injured.
0: Yeah, and and you know, as I connect with people who have setbacks or loss like that, you know, uh, I don't I don't want to tell them oftentimes how long it takes. <laughs> you know, yeah. the other day my wife and I were talking about something I don't remember what it was. It was somebody had an affair or there was a divorce or you know whatever. It was. I was like, okay, well that's probably going to take them about five years to get through now, that.
1: You know, in in re- in reality. And so the the great thing though is that. Even if I know it's going to take one of my clients five years, because I I deal with some guys that have really messed some things up pretty bad. And it really might take them five years, but that's okay. Because you could still be alive. Of course. In the moment that you're in, fully present, fully feeling, fully alive. Right? It may take you that five years to get your money back to where you want it to, your health where it needs to be your relationship with your kids where it needs
0: to be, but at least you are on your way. And if you don't start today, that's going to be five years and another day, another day, another day. So you're going to live those, most likely you're going to live those five years no matter what. So yes, go through the process of learning and there's really no other option other than to quit. And that's not, that's not. David, real. let's throw
1: this quote in there in the midst of what you just said. Let's hear it. Today, today's decisions are tomorrow's realities. Hmm. Today's decisions. That's a Tim story quote are tomorrow's realities. Heck yes. At 50 something years of age, what I am, do you think I want to go to the gym five days a week? Heck no. I do it. Cause I need to, I, I need to be alive. I need to push my body. I really want to just go to the McDonald's drive-through and get the deluxe breakfast and go home and then watch the news. <laughs> but I go to the gym because I have to. Yeah. Today's decisions are tomorrow's realities.
0: How would you suggest, and I don't even know if this is possible, but how would you suggest that we try to avoid setbacks in our lives?
1: Well, I think that you can avoid some, but some, again, are life interruptions that are created by people in your family, someone you married, (laughs) your own children, (laughs) but you can avoid certain setbacks through wisdom. As you grow in wisdom, I guarantee you, you will minimize your setbacks. Not not in age. People always say the older you get, the wiser you get. Not necessarily so. I know a lot of people that are 70 that are not that wise. So you got to grow in wisdom. Wouldn't you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So grow in wisdom and you'll start making better choices. Growing in wisdom. Yeah. And part of that wisdom would be who we surround ourselves with. I know that sounds bad because it's like, oh, we're supposed to love everybody, but I don't necessarily have to spend that level two and three time with everybody. 100%. And you, you have to really learn to
1: value yourself to where you, you see yourself as um, something valuable and that not everybody should hear your inner feelings, thoughts, you know, again, a Bible verse, do not cast your pearls before people who don't get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So I would agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. What is the we, we've talked about the the downside of cementing our setback, but what's the upside of a comeback? Like cast some vision for us. Help us get, you know, help us see the potential. Some of us are, you know, maybe in the midst of a setback right now and there we're still feeling the darkness. What's the potential of walking through Do you mind that? if I do the Rocky theme as I say this?
1: Just yes. think of the Rocky theme. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, dun, da, dun, da, dun, dun, When I do that, David, what does it make you think?
0: Oh, man. I mean, I see the red, white, and blue. I'm glistening. You I'm, see him I, going up the steps. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia!
1: Boom, 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 boom. You see him eating the egg whites in the morning, right? You see his coach on the side, the, the mentor, the old guy. Yeah. Come on Rocky, is that all you got? <laughs> okay So the, the, the comeback Come on man It's good stuff You turn your mess into your message Your test into your testimony You become an example for other people That are in a setback Doggone it You can get through mm-hmm. You become a billboard For An incredible life Heck yes. I'm a walking billboard. Mm. A lot of times when I show up places, like people will say, Oh my God, dude, I saw you like in 1983, you almost look the same or my God, it's awesome. You're still at it. No, you become a, a a comeback for a better life.
0: It's brilliant. I love, I love being a comeback guy. I really do. That's good. If somebody's listening today and you're, you know, they're struggling with something. What would you say to them? You just, you're you're talking directly to them. You're going, uh, here, here's what I would encourage you to do today. Here's what I want to say to you. There are seasons in life.
1: There's a time to be silent. There's a time to speak. There's a time to tear and a time to mend. It was a song by the birds in 1968 became number one in the UK and number five in America. Uh, I was taken from Psalms or Ecclesiastes chapter three. Um, There are seasons in life. So maybe you're in a season of silence. A season of silence is a whisper where your life seems very quiet. Take that season that's a whisper and turn it into a library and a sanctuary. A library of learning and getting stronger, a sanctuary of getting to know yourself. And realizing there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. The speaking time will come again, where life brings you more volume. So when you're left, when you're left in that season of silence, know that very soon you're going to get right. And know this is sometimes you got to go left
0: before you get right. One of the things, one of the resources in uh, the library that you're talking about that I want to make sure that people have drawn to their attention, not only their book, your books, which we'll link to in the show notes, but, um, and they can go to timstory.com to access all that good stuff, T-I-M-S-T-O-R-E-Y.com. And we'll link to that in all your, your social media, of course, in the show notes. But um, I just downloaded a couple of weeks ago, your new app called Utmost. $1.99, and I get to be inspired. I get to meditate with you, educated by you, and, you know, reach out and connect on social media. I was just listening this morning on the meditation app about uh, confidence, um, specifically uh, prevailing. So you you do these meditations. Well, I shouldn't talk about the app. You talk about it. Describe this app and, and how like, that could be helpful. To be honest for
1: with you, David, I like the way you just described it. So I'll, I'll take from what you said. Thank you for that. First, I want to thank Stanley Hainsworth, who's amazing. He put $55,000 into this app. He is the branding expert for Nike and Starbucks, both of them. Nice. He's one of those brilliant minds on the planet. Has a big old staff of about 80 people up in Seattle, Washington. He so believed in me, he put the money up for the app. The app is doing fantastic. You can get it at the uh, Apple store, right? Correct. So iTunes, the utmost app, U-T-M-O-S-T-A-T-E. What does that mean, by the way? What does utmost mean? Utmost is the opposite of Almost. So most people get stuck in an almost life. So I say, don't live an almost life, live an utmost life, which is the better version of yourself. Hmm. So in this app, I'm going to bring out the better version of yourself. Don't you like that? That's good. That's good. So the utmost app is an app that you can go to daily for only $1.99. There's like thousands of dollars worth of product on there and we continue to put new product on every single month. So the
0: utmost app on iTunes. Man, Dave, was, you push this good. Just this morning, I was driving back from the gym uh, before I took my son to uh, school and I'm listening to you through my car stereo telling me to prevail for like about a minute, and 45 seconds. I was getting fired up. I'm like, I'm prevailing. Here we go. Prevail. If you've been inspired or learned something from this episode, do yourself a favor and tell a friend. By sharing a learning with someone else, you'll actually be solidifying it in your own mind and heart and more likely to implement it in your own life. Tell them about our conversation and let them know that they can listen to the Inspiration Rising podcast on the iTunes podcast app on their phone. Check out our website at www.insporising.com. That's inspo rising.com and on all social media platforms as inspo rising now as you go out about your day may you be inspired to rise up in your life love and leadership i'll talk to you next time